Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Today on the show, uh, I've got the solstress herself. Um, she, her style uh, encompasses uh, a lot of different uh, things, a fusion of soul and funk and rock and jazz, and uh, it's very eclectic. And I'm excited to hear about her new music because she does have new stuff on the way. Uh, her new single, Home, just came out this past summer. Um, please welcome Miss Lotus Bach to the show. Yay! That was so good. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I've, been, uh, I've been studying, you know, like the, the talk shows, you know, how they lead into, uh, like, how they introduce guests and stuff. Right. And that, um, and I, so I try to, like, give a good summation of, like, who somebody is, like, in, like, just two sentences, maybe even. Right, right, nice. Well, kudos, because you did that shit. Thank you, thank you. How are you today? Oh, I'm, I've actually had a really great day. It was a day off. Good. Um, and I spent two hours <clears throat> walking outside. Beautiful day. In the sun, with a beautiful day. It's like still summer today. <laughs> really, it is, it yeah. is. I did see, I think it was a base that was like stuck pointed upstream in the river. That was a little weird. Mm. That was weird. It's a random story. I lived with that, so I want to finish it. So I'm walking down the street because it's kind of hilarious. And this is like quintessential Dana moment. Also, my other name is Dana. Right. Um, yeah. um, I'm walking in this park off of like 14th and just past Wind Lake. It's a beautiful park I haven't seen. Sure. Like a nice little pinch. And then they have a mural that says, Water is live and I was be the and I'm like, oh it's so beautiful. So I go across the bridge. The ringer is my my car got broken into last week. Mm. So I'm doing all this because my car was in the shop getting the window replaced. Sure. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, well fuck, let me just go fuck off for two hours. That's fucking annoying. Right, right. Yeah. But this beautiful thing happened and, and, and as a result I, you know, just take a two hour stroll, so and it's, it's been one of those weekends. Nonetheless, so I'm walking across this bridge and then I'm walking upstream and I see a fish flapping around and I'm like, oh, that's so beautiful. Wow, that's awesome. Right? It's this huge, yeah. like maybe like two foot long. I'm pretty sure it's a bass because I don't think other fishes get that sure. big. Like, <laughs> yeah. that little around here, you know? I don't know fish species too well, but let's assume, yeah, sure. I'm like, fuck, it was a bass, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like kind of struggling upstream. So I'm like, oh, maybe it's eating something. But it doesn't move, and I'm like, maybe it's stuck. And I'm like, are you stuck, fish? So I'm sitting, this is me just sitting here, like, I don't have nothing else to do. Are you stuck, fish? <laughs> look at them, look at Expecting, like, a, expecting it to respond. Right, yeah. I'm looking for it to, like, pop its head. Right. Over, like, no, I'm like, just trapping other things. You go on. Your it's room. like, you're good, Dana. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? Really, pretty much, I thought, like, you know, it's not. I'm not going to know unless I go in there, and I'm not fucking going in there. So I'll just keep walking up the stream. So I keep walking up the stream and I don't, I don't even get to the end of the block and I see like three ducks in this river mm -hmm. and they're all just kind of like, you know, congregated together Whoa. and they're about to get out of the river and I was like, oh, wait a minute, maybe you guys could nudge that fish out the water. <laughs> they're trying to eat that fish, if you ask me. Like, 
I yeah. thought, you know what, as I and I was started walking with them downstream. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I did. I, did. I, don't, I don't have shit to do, so this is what yeah. I'm gonna do right now. I'm gonna right. follow these ducks to see what happens. Yeah. When they feed, <laughs> when they see this fish, so I'm kind of like, you know, looking at them. They see me. And um, you know, I'm kind of like you know, like nudging, right. pointing, like you know, like yo, right? Help your uh, your brother nature out of there. <laughs> yeah. They get to the fish. One of them accidentally bumps into the fish, and then the fish starts squirming again. Wow. Then all of them like at once, like one jumps out the water. One kind of sits there and stares at me, and then flies all the way like oh, wow. <laughs> six feet down. So I'm like, well, maybe you know, maybe b- base uh, like basses eat. Fish? I mean ducks. I don't know. I don't know, but it wasn't. It didn't end how I thought it would, as according to Disney movies, yeah. so, where fish and Sally, birds. <laughs> so the, the ducks and the the fish didn't have a symbiotic relationship. No, no, they definitely were like, what the fuck? And <laughs> right. acting as if like neither of them are fucking there. Yeah. Right, and then got out the way like. Damn. There wasn't that. Yeah, there wasn't that. Um, there was no concern. The, there, <laughs> there was no. There was no uh, ecosystem fairy tale or anything. No fucking. It's Disney. a bummer. It's, I know, right? Yeah, those. I they did get it's, along. Yeah, it's sad when animals just don't really have like the 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 concern for each other's well being as we humans do. They just don't. But they do sometimes. Yeah. But I'm guessing they're just like, we don't fuck with fish. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, um, that it would, I would have had a ton of fun with that situation. I would have. I, I would have recorded I, it yeah, if I had I, battery. <laughs> yeah, I love spectating, like, nature, like, seeing, like, kind of just, uh, yeah. seeing, like, you know, how it plays out, like, watching what happens without your interference, you know? Right. Nature's, yeah, it's, it can be really, really fun to watch, but. Um, well, uh, that sounds like quite a, a fruitful day uh, thus far, <laughs> but I'm glad to have you here today. Yeah. Um, got your Collectivo coffee. I yeah. do. Nice and caffeinated. Right. It's that mid-afternoon crash time. Oh, I mean, I drink it all day. Uh, yeah. Probably have a problem. I, I do too. <laughs> I do too. I do too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. I mean, right. I, as a matter of fact, I... Could probably use some more right now too, but oh, I got this from like earlier. Oh, it's all good. I got. We're hydrating instead. Hydrating water. Mm -hmm. So what we talk about, Mr. Nice Guy, we examine love and fear through our passionate and creative minds. And um, first time I saw you, I've seen you twice. Uh, First time I saw you was um, at No Studios. Uh, Nice. It was when. That was when we met in person. We were you. You were performing with Classic and Will Rose, and then um, I saw you again at Femfest. Oh yeah! Uh, over at Garibaldi, that was when I interviewed you for Breaking and Entering. Um, got to hear like actual like Miss Lotus Funk telling us what's coming and like talking about your music and everything. And uh, I'm excited to actually sit down and get to know you and your artistry better uh, in this next half hour. So, um, to start, I'd love to hear about, uh, I guess, like, where you really started finding music as, like, a creative outlet for yourself, because I know you're also, you dabble in, like, performance art and stuff like that, too. You've expanded your instrumentation as the time has come. Um, yeah, so I guess, uh, give me a little bit about your story, if you will. Uh, well, um, born and raised in Milwaukee. 
Woo, woo. Four, one, <laughs> four. <laughs> right, yeah. all right. So I started real young with performance arts. Um, I appreciate my mom and my dad so greatly. They had three little girls and they kept us and they taught, you know, they had us speaking Spanish at young ages. They taught us, they took us to like the, I think it was the Florentine Youth Opera. We did wow. that for a minute. Um, low key, if you go look, there might not be any archives, but I definitely have a, a paper clipping of when me and my sisters were in Journal Sentinel online. Damn. Or excuse me, not online, but you know, the paper. Yeah, yeah. God damn. But that's the, so, so like young, uh, young funk. Young right. Miss, young kinda, Miss Funk. Kind of. We were in the Florentine Opera and then sure. we were also in like all these other uh, groups and I guess somebody just wrote a, a local story about, they called us the trio with Brio. <laughs> <laughs> nice. um, so it was me and my sisters. Uh, we we were doing Hansel and Gretel. I vaguely remember uh -huh. that experience. <laughs> yeah. Glad there were things to like document it so I can remember. Like, yeah, that wasn't a dream. Youth is crazy. Like, right. we also worked with like city ballet theaters. I was doing a lot of dance. Um, did piano really young, um, and then I got into the violin in middle school where I went to. Um, Lincoln Center Middle School of the Arts back like in its prime like I appreciate people who are out here fighting for the arts because mm. that school lost a lot of programming unfortunately after I left uh, but when I was there they had a video department where they were teaching freaking middle schoolers like video engineering we had like morning announcements on air the shit was live mm -hmm. <laughs> so I played violin there uh, didn't really get lessons. I was like MPS taught for real. Then I went to high school of the arts and I continued in the violin. Uh, graduated and went to college and started doing like jazz violin on the side. Um, and then I really, after graduating, you know, I started a band. Um, sorry if you don't know, if you haven't read on the internet after you graduate college, the job market isn't like the best. Oh. <laughs> uh, you don't say. Right, right. Yeah, so, right. you know, I graduated and um, me and a couple of folks who moved back to Milwaukee from Point, uh, we were like, let's just do a band this summer, you know, a, and we all actually, like half of us went to Point and sure. uh, High School of the Arts. Mm -hmm. And then we reached out to more musicians from High School of the Arts. So we started this really nice band. Uh, I came up with a name based on my tattoos, but I brought it up to the group at the time as like, like this could be a cool band name and they were like no you should you should keep that and I was like mm -hmm. all right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. not really thinking much of it um, but the band lasted like a summer it was the best so you claimed own claimed ownership over the, the name right so, right yeah. right so when the band kind of like went its way um, I started performing under the name so it was a thing that like the post-grad blues, you're like, what now? What can we do in the meantime? And you're like, let's have a ba let's make music, let's have a band. So, right. I, I would, I would think that's a pretty optimal place to start, because God knows that uh, I was fucking uh, pouring over the Indeed jobs after graduating and got nothing. So. They were laughing at me, like I could hear it, like I never got a reply, but I could hear right. the laughter. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could feel the contempt. Right? Like, oh gosh, why? Right. I try, I did a lot, you guys. I promise, I did a lot in college. I just, <laughs> just want to be hired. Right. Be nice to me. My experience counts, fuck. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. So, uh, what, what year was that when you when you uh, graduated? Um, twenty eleven. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I've been performing, like as Miss Lotus Funk since like you know twenty eleven, twenty twelve. Damn. Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah, that. Uh, so in that eight nine year span, pretty much. Um, yeah. Something like that. Like, um, yeah. How do you feel like? Um, how do you feel about like performing out in Milwaukee's uh, music scene differently now than you did when you first started? I guess like how do you feel like about the scene and how it's evolved? The scene is beautiful in Milwaukee. Um, I see a lot more growth coming, which is exciting, um, and that's something. Like I have a better understanding of now versus and when I started. When I started, everything was new. Even like a, the putting together of the loops. Mm -hmm. So um, at this point, like I'm really excited for like where I'm at with my music and where the scene is in the city and the surrounding areas that are kind of like you know finally supporting you know yeah. like yeah. each other, which is really nice. Um, and seeing more connections of this city because we have we have kind of like a bigger city feel like we're definitely the biggest city in the state you know not necessarily the biggest in the region but we have a lot of a lot of going on a lot of combustion going on mm -hmm. um, and we have different circuits um, and those circuits are tapping into each other yeah um, which is great and that's something that some like bigger cities don't necessarily get chances to like they yeah they get their circuits connected and it's still like you know like a fifth of the city, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but here, you know, we're we're we've got some driving distance, but you know, we still got a lot of connections, which is dope. Totally, yeah. I mean, um, it's definitely like um, I mean, I've only been active in the scene for like a short time, like um, it's been about a year, but it's really like it's been amazing getting immersed in. Uh, I'm happy that like I'm grateful to have been able to like get get involved in it like at the time I did because like we do have so much like potential in so many different corners of of the arts whether it is music whether it's you know our filmmakers out here right. you know like Milwaukee right. Film shout out Milwaukee Film right yeah we got a great <laughs> we got a great poetry scene we do uh, we have. There's a lot of really fucking good dancers out here. For real. There's some great photographers out right. here. Um, but people like people don't really embrace Milwaukee as like an art city. They're like, we're the city of beer. You know, we're the city of fucking you know cheese and right. uh, you know and heart disease. Right. Yeah. Because all that shit equates to yeah. Right. Exactly. We have so much like we got some good health systems though. We got <laughs> yeah. Right. We but like I think that you know we're trying to claim our fame as like an art city uh, at this point, and I think we're doing a lot of great, great. Uh, we got some great momentum. Um, and it's only, uh, I mean, despite the gentrification of our city, despite the segregation that still exists, I think that, um, yeah. I think more than ever our city is starting to come together in terms of, like, using each other in our corners and also, like, you know, like, uh, utilizing the resources we do have here. Because there are people that genuinely do believe in it as well and really do want to see our city prosper, uh, put our city on the map. So, right. um... 
yeah, I mean, it's definitely a great time to be here, that's for sure. For sure, for sure. Great time to be an artist here, too. Right. <laughs> yeah, for, for real. Um, so, uh, also, like, another thing is we see, I think that, you know, being situated where we are, we should honestly, like, Milwaukee artists could definitely be using you know, surrounding cities to our advantage, like Chicago and like the Twin Cities, right. Madison even. Like, right, yeah. It's like those, like, yeah, you know, it's like we're trying to, at the end of the day, bring people to our city and bring Spotlight to our city, but those cities could, by all means, like, uh, because they already have established music scenes, they could be a huge resource to help Milwaukee artists grow. Hell Especially yeah. a little outside of their market, but still close to home. Right. I mean, how many of us go down there? Not enough. Well, I mean, I do know some people who be like, what time is it? One fifteen? Fuck it, we can make it to Chicago. Right, yeah, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, buddy, wait a minute. <laughs> right. It is only like an hour away. Right, um, right. Yeah, but definitely, um, yeah, so... Um, so, uh, how, so I know that, you know, you are, you're working with the loop station now yes. and stuff like that, uh, mm -hmm. which is awesome. Uh, I'm a big fan of loops and samples and that kind of stuff and music. Um, it, so, uh, I guess like, how do you feel like your sound has evolved like over time? I know like, cause your debut album came out in 2016 and you, you're sitting on all this new stuff. How do you feel like you're evolving? One thing that always evolves that just makes me happy, like, and the happiest in my heart is my voice. My voice over the years has gotten so much stronger, so much more powerful. I have so much more control over it, and I'm starting to get more, like, closer in understanding of, like, how to shape it to get the sounds that I desire, which is just like, ah, I love it! Mm -hmm. Um... The other thing is uh, I'm more I'm paying more attention to um, the sound and the energy of the music, you know, that I'm creating. At first, I'm just I'm you know I'm really just like finding my range and my space, and now I'm like kind of playing within it, you know. So it's it's got it's fun. Yeah, you do have <laughs> a very um, uh, an angelic voice. <laughs> Thank voice you. is wonderful. Um, yeah. Um, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So, like, what? Uh, I guess, um, what made you want to uh, start incorporating the loop station? Um, low key, I love tune yards. I love tune. <laughs> oh my god, high key. I love tune yards. For yeah. real though, I did get to see him here. It was magical. It was November eleventh, two thousand eleven, and eleven 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 seconds on the dot. We all sang in unison. And it's incredible. Like, beautiful. Awesome. So when I first started, I started with a band, um, and I had no equipment, no nothing. Um, the first purchase I made was my amp um, because I play guitar mm -hmm. and I wanted to, you know, be able to do that live. Um, but I didn't know a lot of songs that I could sing and play to at the same time. Um, so I started looking into loop stations because I was aware of looping as like this new coolish art form you know so i'm like this is cool um so i'm doing my research i saw the jam man i saw some other things and then i saw the boss rc um they had the different volumes of it and the one that i could afford was just the one pedal one mm -hmm. um and the two pedal one was like 
practically as much as my amp and as a new musician I was like well fuck shit that's yeah. just stepping on it damn like right. it's this much metal um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so I didn't I didn't understand but I was just like if I'm gonna if I'm going to loop the way I see it working in my head I need two tracks mm -hmm. so it was like this really big investment and um, kind of like geeky desire to see like what I could do with like two tracks yeah um and you can see like i've got 99 things in memory i've been deleting i'm like they came with 10 like songs in there and i keep them in there i don't know why uh, they've got a good blues they've got some good i've, I've deleted a couple of them actually because i'm i'm like running out of space it's <laughs> right. oh, yeah, that's real. it's nice though yeah. it's nice though um some songs you know like in the beginning it's just like these thoughts that I kind of go back to and listen to and I'm like oh man this is so nice and they're really simple and then I get to the other songs and it's like you know I started doing piano at home I'm doing a lot more like work behind the scenes than you know the live version you know I do a lot of live looping where I'm creating the song then and there but then I also do looping at home where I'm like putting pieces together for like an element of surprise or a groove track or the bass track or the drum track um, so it's fun. It's fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> Very nice. Um, so uh, yeah, tell me about. Uh, let's talk about your new single, Home. Just came out this summer. Oh, I love oh. that song. Yeah, that was yeah. like, I was like one of the first songs. I call it. I have it out as a non-religious prayer song because I try to be as honest as possible with myself and my music, and that is exactly what that song is. It is. Uh, it was like a prayer for safety when I originally wrote it um I was walking down the street in the dark <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just like well, shit yeah uh, I was yeah. in a new town it was my first house well it was my wasn't the first apartment off campus but it was the first that wasn't like directly attached to campus I moved into the shitty campus apartments you right yeah, the ones yeah. That were like right there I went to UW so I know what you mean yeah. right right, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. this was like in the city so I was walking home to my in the city apartment for the first time at yeah. night and the song kind of came to me and I honestly don't even even remember putting the guitar to it uh, but the fact that the song sustained like the walk home um, mm -hmm. I don't I didn't record like I just sung it I got home and it came back to me and I made the lyrics with go with the guitar and I performed it for the first time actually in a house in River West it was very beautiful and it was so like emotional to me to perform that song like I had been mm -hmm. performing um, with the loop station for some time like maybe about a year and a half but then I sure. played that song on my guitar you know and it was just like oh crying I don't know why I just uh, yeah, uh, uh, uh. yeah. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Or it just, it just, uh, it, it's just overwhelming in the moment. Right, yeah. right, right. So the song, it, it meant a lot. Um, and I had a friend of mine, he was just like, he would always sing that song. Like, I like that song. I really like that mm. song. So I decided, I decided to record it. Um, and it was one of, actually, it was one of the last songs on this next project that I finished. Um, but it was one of the first that I, I wanted to release. Um, I wrote a play with it. Uh, it yes, inspired a yeah. lot. Like it was a lot yeah. of inspiration behind it. Um, but then even with the release of it, like I don't know why that song is just so personal to me. I'm just like, mm. oh, I guess it's there. Okay, go listen to it. It's there. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Walking, walking at home is, uh, it's still terrifying. Um, I do it way too much for as much as I get terrified walking at home. But it's like, I always, it's that feeling where it's like every person you see walking on the street at the same time as you, like, are they going to like attack me or something? Right. It was scary too. It was like, yeah. I, it wasn't even like people on the block. I was at Stevens Point. It was just like no street lights yeah. and very dark and a very odd city. Like mm-hmm. the dark. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It I was, still sleep with a nightlight. I do too. And you know what I said the other day? I said, I don't think I'm afraid of the dark. I think the world is afraid of the light. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. that's 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 profound. That's a that's a lyric. How can you not sleep with a light on? Are you just afraid of the light? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let us know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, definitely. Like, um, yeah. I don't know. It's just it's that fear of what we don't know could be there. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. So I was thinking about the fear of unknown before here, but I'm like, I know there's something out there worse than the fear of the unknown. It is. You don't know what's going to happen, but sometimes the shit that you know is going to happen petrifies you mm-hmm. and stops you in your right. tracks. Yeah. Like that, just that anticipation of, you know, what, what you're going to run into. Definitely. So that being said, uh, this new album, this new project, it came with, you made a play out of it as well. Yeah. And that was not the first play inspired by the project, actually. There was a whole other play. One of the first plays I ever wrote was inspired by the song Cactus on this next project um, because the song was inspired by like a narrative that I created out of necessity. Mm -hmm. Um, I created the the hook um, and thought about what I was saying and I was talking about like you know just I heard a beat I'm like oh this is nice oh it'd be cool to be like yeah I'm in the studio making hella dough yeah and I'm like but do you really be making hella dough in the studio I mean chances are right <laughs> yeah you yeah. may be spending hella dough unless it's your studio so I'm just like you know what let me just change it around and not make it about making music at all so I did and I tried to keep those that same um, rhyme and, and, and flow because I wanted it to kind of have the same vowels and consonants at the ends or whatever. So I was like, well, I can keep it, but I can just make it mean something else. So I was just like, this is how it goes. You know, got to catch this dough. Um, but instead of it being like, you know, catch these ends, I meant like catch the door. Like, no, I literally have to catch that door before it locks and closes because I got to get the fuck out of here. Happen to be a fan of like scary movies all the time, so I'm like, okay, well, if you're catching the door, obviously you're running for your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. That's the only scenario that that works in any kind of narrative ever worth watching. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I ended up writing the song, uh, and then a few months go by, and I'm like, I should really write out the narrative of what I was thinking when I wrote the lyrics. I mean, it ended up being like this 36 page play with all these characters and all those things that I was like not able to produce at the time. So I was just like, I'm just going to sit this here. Um, Fast forward a few years, um, like two years ago, I joined Herd Space, which is like um, 
women of color writing group mm -hmm. very um like we do theater we do spoken word we do all types of art so i, I you know stumble upon that i'm doing plays again um, and instead of tackling that first like 36 pager you know i had home i was you know looking at these subjects and came out with a play that i thought was fitting um like trying to find yourself back into your home yeah and um produced that and that was like great that was magical and awesome. um, it was at uh no studios wasn't it yeah, yeah it was at no studios it was great i did it with uh, v adams um her space worked with priscilla mm. and katie and uh, shout out all those people yes and mark patrick yeah so now i got like this writing bug in me i mean it's been there i've been writing actually i used to write poetry a lot mm -hmm. fun fact i never started singing i've mentioned earlier i didn't start a band until like after college but right. i didn't actually start singing like seriously until like my last year of college so two, mm. wow, 2011 really. yeah wow um and i never even thought to write a song even though i was an instrumentalist and i like to like sing isley hayes in my spare time for fun yeah. like that was about it like i tried to sound like isley hayes <laughs> <laughs> like right, that was right. just like it i used to sing contagious all the time yeah yeah um but i didn't really do my first song until like i was halfway through college and i was just like oh you know what i do write a lot of poetry i wrote poetry all in high school still have my old poem books that are actually featured in the second video that i'll be releasing on this next project nice my old poetry books from high school you know what i think they're featured in the first one too they're featured Whoa. in both videos damn i use the shit out of everything yeah <laughs> Yeah. I do. My, the One of the videos I did, I, I reused two bridesmaids dresses. Mm. Two bridesmaids dresses. Because um, fuck it, I already paid like hundreds of dollars for them. And they did look right. good on me. So I'm like, thank you guys. There you go. Got two dresses. Right. You, you got a, <laughs> right. right. Production value, right? Right. Yeah. And I had like books in both of them from my high school days. So that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. So, uh, and then... Um, you good? <laughs> this is a this is a nugget for anybody who watches this. In the second video, you can't see it now, but if you watch this and you remember, there is a picture that I drew when I was high on mushrooms in college. Oh. There was <laughs> okay. Easter egg. Nice. Make note of that. Some psychedelic uh, inspiration. Once. I only did it once. And it's kind of a funny story. This is hilarious. This is going on. Go for it. Yeah. Anyways, I was with my friends. They were like eating bags and bags. And I'm like, I'll try a stem. Uh, try to stem. And then I realized they were watching The Thing. And I'm like, this is pretty fucked the up, old you one? guys. Oh, the old one. Oh, man. And it was like it's right before the, the dog was about to explode. And everybody was like, turn that shit off. And we were like, thanks, buddy. Let's leave. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I drew some stuff. Yeah, sure. that's probably why the picture was so trippy, but it wasn't. <laughs> nice. That's, there you go. I never done psychedelics. I no. I get uh, too like freaked out by the idea of not having control. Like right. I don't even smoke weed for that reason. No. No. That's why I just drink a lot of beer. But <laughs> <laughs> but um but no, like, I I think you know psychedelic inspired art though. Like I mean, it's for those that can utilize like hallucinogens for like a in like a, an inspirational way like that is 
yeah, I, I encourage it and I also uh, support it. So yeah, that's I awesome. I'm really not into psychedelics like that. I just took it the one time. Yes. Yeah. I was curious. Everybody right. was all on drugs in college. It was weird. Like, how right. are you in class right now? Right. right. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it, yeah. Like, I mean, it's definitely like um, I, 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 I embrace the value of having that reality slip, and being just sort of taken out of your own consciousness into something different, something that can really like you can something that affects you in in the way you perceive life in the world, like you know, for for the rest of your life. I mean. Mm-hmm. Because I've I know plenty of people who have done acid and shrooms and stuff like that that you know that shit like made them helped make them like who they are today like revelations and they mm. they really it did change their lives so for some other people though it's like yeah it was cool I guess <laughs> yeah they do say I forget which one it is there was some psychedelic that someone said like in doses like over years like and by that I mean like if you take it once over five years it can help. With like clinical depression. Oh yeah. I think it might have been mushrooms. Sure. I know that. Yeah, acid and mushrooms both like people talk about their like clinical use and like their right. therapeutics. Half that shit used to be legal drugs before it right. was like banned, and I didn't know that. I didn't realize they used to. I think ecstasy started as like a marital aid. Mm. I think it did. Or so, some form of exit, like they like were prescribing it out. Interesting. It was weird. Like old old medicine is kind of hilarious. Oh yeah, and also, you know, cocaine was in Coca Cola initially in the eighteen eighties. It was in like cough syrup too. Like, <laughs> like yeah, fuck it, just tasting cocaine. Right. Yeah. Wild. So people to this day believe. That. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting coke. Uh, yeah. I'm getting a little sick. So um, <laughs> that time of year. <laughs> It's it's the season. So uh, when is uh? So do you have like an uh, uh when your project's gonna be out? Gosh. We gotta know. No, speak about talk about fear. I'm just like holding on to it. Yeah, for sure. I was talking to the I was talking the other day, um to Ashley Dallas. Um, I did a shoot with her. That was really fun. Cool. Um, and I was just like, I think I'm scared to let this project go until I have something else in the works. Mm-hmm. I feel all too vulnerable not sure, sure. having like <laughs> right. another project of like messy. being being like a step ahead. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, well now that it's done, I really want to show people like all that I've worked for. Like it's it's such a great project. I've got so many musicians on there from the city. Um, I worked with folks outside the city. I uh, got the artist, like the cover work for each song is done. Like, awesome. there's so much that that has gone into it. Uh, one video I was at the um, Wisconsin Conservatory by the lake, and then mm. the other awesome. I'm working with uh, Gabby Gabrielle Tisfaye. She did oh, the oh. animation, and it's awesome. just like all these great things. I have like Angie Swan in one of the songs. Like, I'm really excited about this project. Fuck yeah. It is. So good, and I have a doo-wop song on there. Mm. It's so pretty, doo-wop. and I play the violins on it. It's so pretty. Oh, I did okay. a lot of production on there. Actually, the the production in home, all that Evan stuff. That's me. That I I did that shit this year in a hotel room in D.C. on the fucking keyboard. Okay. Nah, I didn't even have my MIDI controller. What were you doing in uh, D.C.? I was actually um, <laughs> I was 
lobbying for breast cancer. Oh, yeah. Well, good for you. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty crazy. Seems like an ideal place to lobby. Yeah, it was nice. It was really fun. I actually, I mean, it, it's so invigorating. But then at the end of the day, the day, you see like how slow of a beast it is, and it's yeah. just like immediately draining. So, yeah, right. <laughs> just... like, yeah, I did all this shit, and I think. <clears throat> when I look at the details, then we're gonna need to have this happen and that happen and this happen right. for this to go. Through. There's such a fucking like protocol to. to I know. All, all I know. I know. You wish that we could just like take like a a referendum and be like, yeah, do we all want this? Do we, does this sound good? Cool. Right. Awesome. Done. Done. Right. Yeah. One at one point in history, it was that simple. Before we. Developed into the fucking structure of the system now. But Not anymore, dude. Yeah, sadly. But anyway. <laughs> anyway um, sure, so, so, like, you, did you, like, um, did you, like, was it a lot of, like, self-produced stuff, or? Mm -hmm. On home, yeah, that was, I did, I did recording at the studio with Gary, um, in Underground Collaborative. Uh, okay. Down by the Grand, um, and I had the tracks from him, I had the stems. And um, I just wanted to add more to the song, like the parts of the song that are like faint and barely there. And that's kind of how they develop in the track, you know, like the song is that walk home, you know, mm -hmm. I was having fun with like um, what sounds like steps in the beginning. That's actually me and a box of rocks. Um, and that box of rocks is featured in my second music video. <laughs> I reuse a lot of shit, man. Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! The props, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, and the rocks are that uh, the gravel that you put under your tires. Oh yeah. That was all handmade. I did that track, and then I did the the um, additional instrumentation earlier this year in the hotel room, and I didn't plan on doing that. I was just listening to it, and I was in D.C. I actually played at the high, um, the dive in D.C. It was like I played there for an open mic, and I got a gig the next. Like he was like, "Come back tomorrow." Wow. You have a gig. And I'm like, oh, yay, this is fun. And That's I played, awesome. Yeah, I know, right? I played another place. And I did a great open mic there. That was wonderful. Um, and I, I guess I was just, like, really inspired. So I was, like, on my keyboard, like, the actual laptop keyboard. And I was like, there's a piano <laughs> interface in here somewhere. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. I'll just pretend. <laughs> yeah. G is work really, with this. The G is really X. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you want to drop this project just essentially when it feels right for you. When yeah. you feel like you have like um, you know something else to sit on, like oh, as yeah. you're doing the rollout and everything. And I, and the idea actually came to me sooner than I thought it would so um, I'm expecting the project to actually be out sooner than later cool um, because I do have an idea in mind for what I want to do <laughs> for um, my next project and my next venture um, so that's exciting and I love I love creating so get on it <laughs> Very beautiful. Well, uh, we love to see it and I'm excited to see what we got coming because I just remember your performances as being so like grand, uh, with a lot of different. Um, you're just really utilizing your voice in so many like, uh, you know, uh, really awesome and uh, dimensional ways. Nice. So, um, that being said, uh, this will be my last question before we close out. 
Um, how do you want your audience to feel when they come to a Miss Lotus Funk show? How do you like, how do you, who are you like really feel like you're speaking to uh, in the audience when you're performing? Everyone and I want them to feel shook. <laughs> oh, we said some shiver. Got cold in here. <laughs> you know. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I mean, it's a lot of, a lot of bullshit. A lot of my songs that I do, and I have different. I have, there's a difference between re recorded funk and live funk, um, because when I'm those songs that I'm doing, those are me coming home, and and like letting some shit go, in my little loop setup, you know. And when I perform them, I'm like. Y'all better feel this shit, cause <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. cause this shit happens. Y'all fuck with real. me for real. Y'all better funk with me. <laughs> funk with me. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, a lot of my songs, I love it. I love when I'm performing and I'm seeing like, like everybody in the room, like yeah, like they understand where it came from. Like, going with your creepy ass was a big old crowd favorite. Everybody liked that song because no matter who you are. At some point in time in your life, unfortunately, some creepy motherfucker has made you feel like <laughs> yeah. unsafe. It don't matter who you are, you know, you creeps be like preying on tons of motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. So to have a song to say like gone with your creepy ass, it makes people feel good. Like, yeah, I would say that shit too. Exactly. You should. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah, so well. That's that's awesome, um, and uh, also in your first project, uh, that period song at the end. Yes. <laughs> I actually wrote that one in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, and I was working with Moses on it. And shout well, out I, Moses. Yeah, shout out to Moses. I was just playing with him last week. That was a really good show. Right yeah, before nice. somebody broke into my car. Oh, <laughs> that was the day. And they damn. almost took all my shit. All my shit was in my car too. Oh shit! And I caught him, and I wanted to kick his ass. I didn't like actually physically. Was it just some bum? No, he's some asshole. It wasn't. He like he was definitely. I'm pretty sure it was a setup because it was so many people like in the lot, oh. and no one said anything. Damn. And then by the time you know, I waited for the police because I'm like, um. I have to report this to at least get something back, yeah. you know, <laughs> if I can. Right. Fuck, that was a fearful ass call. Like, sure. insurance, are you going to cover the cost of my window? No. Yeah. <laughs> I, had a, I recently had an experience like that, too. But anyway, so period, uh, you were with. Oh, yeah, in New yeah. Orleans. Um, so I was in New Orleans, and obviously I was on my cycle. <laughs> and the song kind of came to me and uh, before I had left Moses was talking about um, doing like an acoustic song or something like that and I wrote an acoustic song about like travel and really like thinking about the train and trying to do like a clap like with the rhythms of a train because it's very like reminds of like horses and train yeah. you know like that traveling yeah. rhythm you know um, and instead Dad, I came back with a song about my period. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I was like, this, this, this kind of goes hard um, for me personally, uh, and then also like for folks who just need to feel better about that shit because there's just a lot of stigma about it, mm -hmm. and it's like you know what, uh, whatever. 
this happens it happens regularly it happens across a fucking species so yeah. <laughs> true shit yeah so let's just stop hating and start celebrating about your period mm-hmm. and honestly I, to this day some people are like oh what's this song about like people are so naive like really you don't like, know what the song it's about dude <laughs> it's about punctuation yeah right <laughs> It's about uh, ending your sentences. Right, right, right. No, take it a li- take a listen. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it does well on streams. People 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 stream that one in cruising a it's, lot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, Miss Lotus Funk. Hey. 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 <laughs> um. This was a lot of fun. It was good to like just sit down with you and hang out. I know. So tell me, Dana, what keeps you up at night? What keeps me up at night is um, the thought that somebody might be towing my car. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's some that's some real uh, that's some real street paranoia there. Right, living downtown sucks. Yeah, yeah right. I feel yeah. Uh, what uh, puts you to sleep though? What puts me to sleep is hugs from my baby. Oh, my baby. <laughs> there you go. That's that's some good good uh, night therapy there. Right. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Uh, fun. Uh, listen to home. It's a great song. And uh, also keep in mind uh, she's got a project coming out soon. Soonish. Soon. So get 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 that. Thank you for watching Mr. Nice Guy, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Mr. Nice Guy.